This is Sports Jam, and I'm Doug Doyle. My guest is a super talented director, producer, screenwriter, and is the director of the new movie coming out in July, Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron James. His movies make you laugh, they make you cry, they make you blush at times, they make you think, and they make you reflect, and they make a difference. Malcolm D. Lee joins us on Sports Jam. Malcolm, great to have you on the show. I'm glad. What an introduction. I, I, I'm glad to be here. I, I, I wish I should be greeted like that everywhere I go. And I really, really would really give me like super self-esteem. Well, you know, I wouldn't think you would need self-esteem, but you know, at times we all need somebody to tell it like it is. And you do it through movies. I like to do it through the show. So before we talk about Warner Brothers Pictures, Space Jam, A New Legacy, are you still playing basketball with that group of friends that you met uh, during your time at Georgetown University? Wow. You know, actually, I've known some of those guys since I was 10. Um, and uh, no, but, you know, it, it, one, one because of, of, of the, the pandemic um, and two, because I think I might be retired um, uh -oh. from playing pickup basketball. I, you know, I, 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 and as much as I hate to say it, I have to drop at least 30 pounds, you know, 20 of those were, were just COVID, COVID um, yeah. before I get, before I get, um, back on the court again. Um, I, I did never thought I would say this Doug, but, but it's been really, really difficult. The last couple of times I've gone out, I, I, I got, I got poked in the eye pretty badly. I think the article mentioned that and I had to have emergency surgery. So, that 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 pretty much told me, hey, there's not too many blind directors out there. Although Warner Brothers did tell me, Toby Emmerich and Warner Brothers told me that John Ford was blind in one eye. So I was like, well, maybe there's hope, but I oh, don't think goodness. I need to take that risk, you know, anymore. No, we don't want you to take that risk. When did the love of basketball for you begin? Wow, you know, I think early on, um, you know, my 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 dad would take me to um, YMCA, me and my brother um after school and we we, we did this, this program called young basketball association yba in brooklyn um and i started in third grade and i wasn't like a great player i kind of like you know just did it because my brother was doing it but then you know as i got older and you know I, I got more into it and i didn't really watch basketball until um 1984 when the Georgetown Hoyas were making a run to, um, you know, to the championship. Cause I saw him, how it's excited. My, my dad, first of all, my dad and my brother would always be excited and yelling and screaming at, you know, you know, at football games, basketball games. And, you know, I was a little bit annoyed cause I would be drawing and, you know, you know, playing my action figures and stuff like that. But then as I started getting into watching basketball, cause my dad always encouraged me to watch. Cause I could, I could learn um, from playing um, that, that, uh, you know, uh, I could get better as a player. So, you know, it, it, it kind of like, you know, started when I was maybe 10, nine to 10, got more intense as 13. And then, you know, all the way through middle school um, and, uh, and certainly high school and then intramurals when I, when I went to Georgetown. So big, big time love of basketball, playing, watching. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Were you hoping that the Nets would make the finals? You know, it's funny that you say that. I am from Brooklyn, and I love Brooklyn, but I found it kind of difficult to root for the Nets, particularly because one of the guys that I play basketball with, you know, since I was 10, is the president of the Bucks now. 
And so I, I it's kind of a split, you know, uh, loyalty. But I didn't. It's. It, I found it. I love the Nets when they were, you know, the scrappy team that was getting an identity with, you know, with 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 Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Jared Allen and and um, Karis Levert. And even when they added Kyrie and 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 Durant, I was like, oh wow, this is cool. But then they they added like like Griffin and they added Harden and I was just like and they traded away all those players. I was like, that's a little bit hard. It was hard for me to 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 really jump on that bandwagon. I get it. You know, you mentioned your dad, so just I, I have to talk about him real quickly before we get into Space Jam. Your dad's a jazz musician. You know, WBGO is a jazz station. And has that love of jazz from him passed on to Malcolm D. Lee? It has, you know, um, uh, you know, he, he will, he, he asked one of my friends, did it, did, did, did he know any jazz enthusiasts? And uh, my friend said, Oh, only Malcolm. And he said, well, then no, you don't really know any. And so, you know, I, I, I definitely have a love of jazz. Um, and and it's definitely because of my dad. I mean, you know, when, when you're growing up and, you know, he's playing, you know, in the house, he's doing his scales and he's, you know, and, you know, going da 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 And when he's doing his thing, you know, it's annoying when you're, when you're, when you're, uh, uh, you know, a preteen and a teenager. And this is like, please, I don't want to hear all that. But as, as I got into college, I started, I remember getting, um, you know, hearing giant steps and hearing, um, kind of blue, and um, some Charlie Parker. And I started to really like, I, I recognized some of those songs and just, it was like a great study tool for me, um, jazz. So like, yes, I'm, 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 I am a, a jazz enthusiast, not a purist like my dad is, but um, you know, uh, and he's certainly a great influence on me on so many aspects of my life. Well, we thank you, Dad Cliff, for that, because uh, we want you to have uh, jazz as part of that repertoire. Your music, we'll get into it later, but your music for all your films, uh, your music selection has been wonderful through the years. And, you know, I was just uh, rewatching some of your films the, the other day and uh, having Bill Withers, you know, lovely day playing, you know, during a girl's trip. It's just, you know, what a great song. But I could oh, be it's a beautiful, I could, beautiful song. I could talk to you for hours about music. Let's talk about Space Jam. The original Space Jam was a 1996 American live-action animated sports comedy film starring Michael Jordan, and it was a box office success. So now take us to 2021, and LeBron James is the star of your film. And obviously we know what a great leader he has been on the court, but you've said he's just as good in that role while filming Space Jam, which is coming out July 16th, by the way. I'm a cartoon? Ah! I'm shorter than Kevin Hart! No, 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 no. What's up, Doc? Bugs! Bring it here, man! What brings you to Tonewall, Doc? The computer dude kidnapped my son. Stop! What in the Matrix hell? You weren't surprised so much, were were you, when it came to LeBron's as an actor? Not really. I mean, you know, you always say, well, you know, what do, what am I dealing with here, you know, uh, as an actor? And, and by the way, an actor uh, who's, who's, you know, won Academy Awards or got great box office, you're like, you know, how are they going to react to me as a director? Um, so, you know, I, I felt like, you know, he was capable of doing things you know, that were required of him and, you know, just about how, how silly he was willing to get, you know, um, at, at times. 
And, you know, he was all in, you know, like LeBron loves to have fun. He loves comedy. Um, and so, no, I can't say I was surprised, um, but I was surprised at, you know, some of the, the depth he was able to get to with some of the emotional things that I asked him to do. Um, and I think people will be pleasantly surprised that, you know, he was able to get there. And so like, it was, it's been a, it, it was a pleasure to work with him um, because he's pretty much game to do anything. And, you know, that trust was there, I think um, because, you know, we had met before, but, you know, I think um, based on the, on the, on the movies in, in, in the past that he's seen of mine, you know, people I've worked with, I'm sure he felt a level of comfort uh, and trust that, you know, I wouldn't steer him wrong and, and put him in a position to win. I need to assemble an elite team to help get my son back. I know what you're looking for. A dream team. Man, shoot the ball. Let's try that again, shall we? I also had heard that you didn't seem to have much trepidation about doing a live action animated film what were the hurdles though for you when it came to the looney tunes characters and how i mean we're amazed when we see this as as you know just somebody who goes to the movies but you know what happens behind the scenes how how difficult was that for you well you know i don't know who told you that i, that I wasn't intimidated but i was i mean you know animation and the, the level of visual effects that are that are in this movie I never experienced before. I'd never, you know, even thought about it. Cause like, you know, when a movie gets this big, you know, what tends to happen is people, you know, like it's, it's, there's a lot of, you know, micromanaging that happens, you know, from the studio, from the producers, what have you, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Um, and so like, I don't want to be a traffic cop. I want to be a director, you know? Um, and so fortunately with this, you know, it wasn't really, I didn't, I didn't find that to be the experience. And the good thing was I had a lot of experienced people, which is super important when you're working on a movie, no, no matter what level you are, to have people around you that have been around the block a couple of times. And so, you know, I have ILM as my, as my and, and, and Grady Kofer as my, as my um, visual effects uh, director. I have, you know, the, the, the WAG animation group and Spike Brandt, who's the, you know, been, 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 been drawing the Looney Tunes and knows the history of the Looney Tunes forever. Um, having them at my side and as, as, as tools in the toolbox to use was great um, to have. And I, I, it was a real learning experience for me. You know, um, I had a tremendous love of the Looney Tunes, you know, you know, growing up in, in, in the house I grew up in, you know, Saturday morning cartoons were all about the Looney Tunes and Daffy Duck and Roadrunner and, and Bugs Bunny and, and whatnot. So, you know, if, for, for me, um, it, it, I was glad to embrace those characters. I was reluctant to like, you know, pair them with a basketball movie. I was like, yeah, do I really want to do this? Cause I was like, I, I have a basketball movie in my head that I, that I want to make, but you know, it's not really this Bugs Bunny and, and like, you know, LeBron James. But <laughs> as I got into it, I was like, Oh, this actually can work. And I can actually make a, a, a basketball movie that I want to make. And, it, and it'd be, and it'd be a lots of fun. And LeBron uh, has a son in the movie. Obviously, he's a family man. So did you feel the connection that, you know, as a father in real life, he he really could bring that home, that role? 100%. I mean, I think that's what drew me to the, to the project as well was, you know, that there was a, a father-son story. I, I'm, I'm the father of three boys myself. And, you know, the, 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 the connection of you know, what you're, what you, what you hope and dream for your children is that they, you know, a lot of times we want them molded in our own image because we've been successful or we've done something, you know, 
where we that we don't want them to do. Um, and so, you know, the fact that LeBron um, is not connecting with his kid because he's like, oh, if basketball was so successful for me, you should do it too. And the son wants to play and create video games. It, no matter how cool that is, no matter how, how, how um, aspirational and how, you know, uh, great that can be for for a child to be that creative he's still not seeing it as a dad he's like oh just basketball 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 and video games are a distraction basketball campus next weekend you got amazing potential on the court and i can help you get there it's not what i want dad you never let me do what i want to do you never let me just do me so like i think that was um you know uh, certainly what drew, drew me to it and, you know, with LeBron being a dad of, you know, and, and not having a dad, you know, uh, you know, when he was growing up, I think it was a role that he could easily sink himself into. And, you know, if people say, oh, he's just playing himself. How hard is that? You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a version of himself, you know, uh, just like Larry David does on, you know, uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And anybody that comes into that into that show is is doing like a version of themselves. Same thing with LeBron. And sometimes it's. You know, it's easier said than done. Um, and so, like, you still have to deliver lines that are written, you know, not necessarily things that you're improvising, that, that are naturally coming out of your mouth. So, you know, um, it's always a challenge. It's always it's something you have to concentrate on and make sure that it's believable and authentic and, um, you know, do your homework on and be directed. You said you were a fan of Looney Tunes. Is there a character that you've grown closer to now, putting them into the film that you really didn't? you know, really considered to be much of a, a character when you were watching, but now becomes a prominent one for you? You know, I, I, I always loved Daffy. Daffy and Sylvester were like my guys. Um, you know, I just, I mean, La Daffy Duck is just so droll and dry and funny to me. Bugs Bunny is, you know, he's one of the greatest comedians ever um, also, but, you know, I, I, something about Sylvester and, and, and Daffy I really love. And then Porky Pig, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's that 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 stutter and that you know the way you know he'll he'll come up with a different word and he can't come out with, with the word that he's thinking he's just he's such, such a charming, uh, funny character. You know, and I hadn't get to, I I didn't know Lola Bunny and obviously we're, we 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 worked her a little bit you know um, with this iteration. Um, but so yeah, I mean I they're they're just I you know what you know what? I do have a, a greater appreciation before I really did not appreciate the Buster Keaton comedy of coyote and and roadrunner until recently you know um just i mean and when i was when i was a kid i was like why aren't they talking why aren't they <laughs> saying stuff you know um now i'm like okay it's 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 based on silent movies and buster keaton and charlie chaplin and like you know like and and you know the coyote keeps trying you know but it, it ultimately keeps failing um but he but 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 he wants the roadrunner and so like it's great comedy and so there's a there's a number of great things with with Coyote in the movie that just, are just like just going to be fantastic. So I have a greater appreciation for Coyote and and Roadrunner. Coming off the bench, Wiley Coyote, the machines producing multiple Wiley Coyotes. So it's Toon Squad against Goon Squad in this, basically, right? That's right. You, know, you had to come up with a whole new anti-team than uh, than the original uh, Space Jam. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, um, it, it was really important to um, the, the producing team and the studio to be inclusive of 
you know, the WNBA players and, you know, get to get the, 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 the NBA players that, that we could get to participate. And they were all super enthusiastic. You know, we got like, you know, and it's, it's the right squad to build, you know, point guard and Diana Tarrazi and, you know, she, you know, Kobe Bryant had nicknamed her the white Mamba. So we really wanted to go on, on that name, you know, uh, Anthony Davis is the brow and, you know, the, the, and, you know, um, Damian Lillard is, as, as Kronos, uh, Clay Thompson is, as, as, as wet fire and Neka, uh, Ogumake is, uh, uh, Arachnica, um, uh, really like, you know, great design went into, uh, that from the animation and the, the ILM team, um, trying to figure out like, what's the best way that's like scary, but also family friendly, um, uh, and that will be fun and, uh, formidable. Um, so it was, it was, you know, that's, that, that was a fun, uh, challenge to, uh, to take on, you know, again, a, a, a new thing for me, but you know, what's great is you get all these great artists and technician and animators who are like presenting options and you say, Oh, well, I love that, but let's change this. And what if we did this with it? And like, they, they you know, they come back and they just like, just like, you know, with, 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 when, when, you, when you're talking with your production designer or your, or your costume designer, that they're just another, crew member that can give you choices as the director great group of players there that you have assembled an award-winning actor and jazz fan don Cheadle is the king of the server verse yeah so, what do you want to talk about your experiences with don Cheadle? i tell you what i love don Cheadle. you know another person i've been you know angling to work with in my 20-year career um, but never, you know, connected. And, you know, he's such a great actor. He's so versatile. Uh, and it wasn't an easy character to define algae rhythm, you know, like it was, it took us a number of iterations to land where we landed with him. Um, and uh, Don, you know, as, as gifted an actor he is, you know, there's, there's, there's still frustration when you, when you like, how do I play? What do I play? Where, how am I going to play it? But fortunately, he's so game to, you know, discover and figure it out. Um, and, you know, being a director in his own right, own right, being a writer, being a producer in his own right, totally helpful in creating the character and creating the mood um, and, you know, finding the balance of, 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 of humor and pathos and, um, you know, villainy uh, and archness uh, with, with algae rhythm. Plus, you know, He's kind of, he has to be a little bit of a cartoon villain. So like, you know, at times we got to push the envelope, you know, with it. And he's so game for anything. And he's, again, super talented, super gifted, um, great collaborator, loved working with him. Um, you know, you couldn't ask for, for, for a better um, um, actor. Welcome to the space. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Don? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. Malcolm Dealey is our guest here on Sports Jam. You talked about that balance, and, and that brings me, you know, to some of your big hit movies, The Best Man, Girls Trip, The Best Man, Holiday, Night School, and the upcoming best man wedding that's coming up too uh, we'll give you a chance to talk about that but you know you're and correct me if i'm wrong but you've said about uh, a couple of of the works that you felt that the best man was more a drama than a comedy right 
And I think yeah. that's, I think that's why your films are successful. If you ask me, because they're real life, they're in-depth characters who we can relate to. So we'll cry when they cry and we'll laugh and we'll laugh hard when they do. Yeah. You know, um, I remember when I first made um, best man and you know, the studio and, you know, one of the producers was saying, this is a comedy. This is a comedy. I'm like, it's not though. It's not a, a traditional comedy. Um, I didn't, I never thought of it as a comedy. I thought of it as a, as a drama with comedic moments, um, you know, uh, or, or a romantic comedy or a dramedy. Um, so yeah, I, that's kind of the, the, the lane in which I play, um, you know, because, you know, these characters, we've been, we've had a, a history of cinema of archetypal characters, particularly black men um, and black women for that matter. Um, and that I, I was like, I don't, that, those representations don't feel authentic to me. Um, so I want to ground it um, in, in, in real life and real situations and put them in nice clothes and give them aspirations and give them their hangups that they have and their layers. Um, so that, so that, you know, anyone could relate to these to these folks so yeah i mean i i never thought of it as a as a comedy um and it's funny that the whole idea of like comedy like i kind of fell into comedy like i remember i was uh, when i was spike's assistant on clockers he asked me you know like so you know what you know when are you gonna do your movies or whatever and i and i said yeah i'm gonna do this kind of this kind of thing and that kind of thing it's like but i said yeah but comedies right and i was like uh I well, I don't know, I guess. And then you know, going from the best man to like undercover brother, it's very different experience. And I learned what a comedy was and, and how to direct comedy and how you gotta let you know the comedic actors go off book. And you know, you figure that out in the editing room and just like let them, you know, find the funny in the moment, you know, whatever, however great a line is on the page that a writer wrote, you know, two months ago, a week ago, a day ago, the, the actor who's doing it, who's, who's comedically supposed to give you that comedic fastball has to be able to say like, Oh, I got to be in the moment and like, and like give you something that you didn't expect. Because, you know, once you do the same take over and over again, it becomes less and less funny when there's spontaneity involved, you get, you get magic. Uh, particularly if there's like two comedians going against one another, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 that was like a real education and like, okay, like the, the figuring out the life dramatic uh, balance with the comedy. Um, and that was, you know, uh, and, 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 and over the years, you know, you know, I've been able to make it better and better. I get the sense that you have great ears and that when you're at a party, you can hear conversations over here, over here, and the one you're in and be able to manage all of them. But you've also had a chance uh, to learn. You mentioned Spike, your cousin, Spike Lee. For a while, he was living in your basement and showing right. and showing you how films are being made. And you took over right after him once he left. So uh, is that relationship as strong as ever between the two of you? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, this this is a man who gave me my start, who, you know, showed me uh, that it was possible, took off the veil, you know, 
of what um what it meant to you know uh, and what it means to, to be making um uh movies um and so you know to me it was just you know it's it's it, you know and 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 you know it's to this day you know i'll still you know call on him for um advice or you know what do you think about this or and you know when i when i when i got when it, when space jam was announced he like you know he's one of the first people that called me and was like oh my god you know so proud of you you know it's good for you like this is amazing um so yeah i mean it's 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 you know strong relationship for sure yeah i was gonna say he's such an nba fan that uh, this is right up his alley to to support you in any way when it when it comes to the, this movie um i i want to talk too about the best man wedding new project coming up what do you want to tell us about that well we've we've uh we're, we're not making a movie but we're making a 10-part limited series uh for peacock um and bringing the whole original cast back together um it's gonna be it's called best man final chapters now um and we're gonna we're gonna close the books on these characters um catch everybody up to where they where they are where, where we left them off from best man holiday and then take them up into the modern era um and, and you know the fans are very excited about it the actors are very excited to, to do it and i am as well i mean you know it's it's it's, it's the you know kind of the the thing that is like the the signature for me, or it was like the, my brand, you know, was the best man. And uh, I love ensembles. Um, I think we have an opportunity to tell a uh, lots of different stories, uh, uh, you know, with, with all these characters in a 10 part series that kind of gives the actors scenery to chew and, um, you know, in a way that, that, that really, you know, is going to be satisfying. I hope because, the fans, you know, if, if the fans will let you know if they don't like it. So we have to make it great. Well, the fact that people crave to know more about characters you created so many years ago, Malcolm, is, you know, is a testament to uh, really coming up with something special. So if you had four Looney Tune characters that needed to get together and either either in a best man or girls trip type setting, who were the four you would pick and where would their destination be? Okay, definitely taking Daffy. Got to take Bugs because he's such a, a great counterpoint. Um, I think I'm taking Granny because Granny knows how to party. <laughs> and uh, we're going to take Taz because Taz is the wild card. And, you know, Taz will make things happen that we don't necessarily want to have happen. And I think we're going back to New Orleans. I think I want the Looney Tunes in New Orleans. I think people would even watch that. I think they would. I think <laughs> they would. <laughs> Classic. Welcome to the Space Jam. I'm going old school on his butt. Whoa. No, you mentioned how you kind of fell into comedy, but do you remember the first person that said, you're funny? It was probably my parents. I'm, I, I, I remember making my parents laugh. Um, and, I, and, you know, when I was, when I was in, um, you know, even little in junior high school and even in grade school, elementary school, I, I wanted to be an actor. Um, so I, I, I love, you know, um, performing and, 
capturing an audience's attention. Um, and so, I don't know, yeah, I, I remember making my parents laugh. And I get a lot of my humor from, you know, guys that I went to, to high school with, guys that I went to college with. Um, I, I had a lot of good laughs with those, uh, with those folks. And I think, I think a lot of that, that humor grows out of, you know, being around funny people, um, being around people that make me laugh, you know, and, and that I can like capture some of that, you know, um, that magic, that, that spontaneity on, you know, on a, in a script and then on screen, um, is a testament to the relationships that I've that I've, you know, had and, and cultivated over the, the, these many years. When Harper Stewart agreed to be the best man at his best friend's wedding. Oh, Harper, hey. what's up, Harper! It was a reunion of old friends. Well, well, well. The gang's all here back in effect. Break out the 40s. But before the happy couple can walk into the future. I'm gonna go blind just looking at it. They'll all have to confront. You read my book? No. The secrets of their past. Jordan has my book. Quentin has my book. So you read my book too. You dog. We're talking about fictitious accounts of, of experiences that I've gone through. Ooh. That book being around this weekend brought back some wild memories. So you've kind of taken bits and pieces of real life, just like the main character and best man wrote the book and took all the aspects of his friends and put them into a book and got into a lot of trouble for it. How about how about when you get criticism, Malcolm? There are going to be people who are going to say, ah, oh, I like the original. I don't want to have Space Jam 2 or Space Jam A New Legacy. I like Michael Jordan. I'm not a big LeBron James fan. How do you react to those types? You know, you're not going to please everybody. You know, the, the, the thing about it is, you know, I think the movie that I made or that we made is a great time at the movie theater um and i think that uh there are going to be lebron haters that are still going to show up <laughs> right um and i think you know give the movie a chance um you know it's it's entertainment um i don't but at the same time like you know if you don't want to go you don't want to go it doesn't if, if it doesn't appeal to you but it's your loss because the movie is fun it's funny uh, we want to get back to normal in, in, in the country and around the world. And one, one, of, one of the most normal things to do is, you know, go on a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon to, you know, a darkened room and get popcorn and soda and watch uh, a movie with your friends or your family um, and have a shared experience. Um, I think I think that Space Jam, A New Legacy is one of the coolest moves I've ever made. And um, I think that, you know, LeBron was in a great performance. You got the Looney Tunes. There's great spectacle, eye candy, and it's got humor and it's got emotion, some real emotion to it um, that I think people are going to appreciate. You know, and I think, you know, what's, what's been happening, particularly with family movies and big blockbuster movies is that there is you know, a level of um, emotion to them that hadn't been in, in, in these big movies before. I mean, we talk about even Toy Story, Toy Story 3, when, when they were about to like be, you know, uh, incinerated and they all grabbed hands. I mean, like who didn't shed a tear then? I right? know I did. Same, yeah, I did. Same thing with, you know, when, when you know, it, with, with Infinity War, 
you know, and, and, uh, you know, Iron Man says, you know, I'm Iron Man and snaps his finger and, you know, he, you know, he's about to go. I mean, it's like, wow. Like, you know, family movies are going to a different level right now. And I think that, you know, we're, we're getting something that's close to it, you know, um, that we want to, you know, things to resonate with us, not just make us laugh and not just make us go, wow, but make us feel something. So, um, you know, uh, I think that, that, that if people decide they don't want to go, they'll be missing out. Has your family seen the film real quickly? Oh, they saw an early version and they were like, eh, whatever, you know, because it was so like, you know, storyboards and that kind of thing. Um, but my, my, my 12 year old has seen it and he's just like over the moon. That's so I, th- I know we're doing something right. That's great. So then one last question for you. Is there a movie that Malcolm D Lee has, you know, has been thinking about for years, you mentioned you wanted to do a basketball movie, but maybe not this one, but what movie haven't you done yet that you know, that is going to be coming out within the next couple of years. That's already brewing inside that head of yours. You know, the, it, there is a movie. I wish I could talk about it, and I really wish it can. It, w- it will happen, but it's it's historical, it's sports, and it's meaningful. And I really want to make it happen. I don't know if it will, um, but um, that's my that's my hope to make that movie. Then you better come back on Sports Jam when you have it all made. If you will have me, I will be there. Malcolm D. Lee, who is the not only writer but director of space jam a new legacy so we have space jam on sports jam what a better match could be than that there is no better match thanks so much continued success to you thanks for making us laugh and making us cry too because i love to do both when i go to the movies and hbo max is where we can see this no well you can but go to the movie theater you can see it this in the movie theater is a movie built for the theatrical experience. So please go and do it if you feel safe to do so. And if you don't go watch it on HBO max, if you have the, if you want to plunk down the prescription subscription for it, can you score a point against LeBron in one-on-one? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I seriously doubt it. If he was playing, playing, no way. Thanks so much, Malcolm. We appreciate it for joining us on sports. Jam. My pleasure. Sports Jam is a WBGO news production. You can check out all the podcasts by going to WBGO.org slash Sports Jam. Find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts and on iTunes. Until our next Sports Jam session, I hope to see you at the game.